Welcome to the Horse Conversation Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to have conversations about our relationship with horses and how we can form a kind understanding to be the change in the equestrian world. My name is Carolina and I am your host and the creator behind Horse Conversations. I have broad hands-on experiences from all around Europe and I'm also studied in psychology and equine behavior. But this project really comes from the heart and I hope that you enjoy these conversations at least as much as I do. Welcome back to the next episode of the Horse Conversations podcast. In this episode, I want to talk to you about management and boarding facilities. And this in the case of me moving my horse to another boarding facility. For those of you um, who don't follow me or haven't followed me in the recent weeks, I live in the Netherlands and I have a horse. And in the Netherlands, space is somewhat a scarce resource here and I don't have space at my home to have my horse at home so I am using boarding facilities and the boarding facilities in the Netherlands are also not what um, most maybe American followers will uh, think of so our boarding facilities are mostly small <laughs> and yeah as I said space is scarce and also the concept of keeping the horses outside is somewhat new and um, controversial sometimes even. But there's a lot to say about this. But first, let's start with um, what are the needs of horses and what can and should we provide them in, in our management, in the boarding facilities or when you have a horse at home. And of course, we have to talk about uh, species-appropriate living conditions. So species-appropriate living conditions are what we call the three Fs, um, which is freedom, friends, and forage. These are the basic needs every horse has. Access to friends, so other horses to have a social interaction. Access to freedom, which means to have space. Um, to walk around, to have enough space to move in an appropriate way, which is not just like turning or going from one side to the other, and to have access to forage, which means to have 24-7 access to the uh, best hay you can get. So dry hay would be the best option with uh, low calories and low sugar. But to have the needs fulfilled of a horse, we have to go a little bit further. And there is also the aspect of being able to live one's personality, to express oneself, to have access to more than just the basic forage, which means also to have a feeding plan that fits to the physical needs and um, system of a, of a horse. And also to have uh, access to like more enrichment activities we would call nowadays, which is foraging um, also branches, leaves, and the whole food spectrum of a horse, which I will be covering in the future in a different post. There should also be uh, an optimum of health care. So we should care for the horse's health, the hooves, the teeth, uh, the gastric system, everything including have um, care when there have been accidents, skin care for horses with sensitive skin conditions, 
and also having the opportunity to have some kind of occupation, to have something to do, to be stimulated mentally and physically in a healthy way. So these are the basic needs that we all have to keep in mind when we choose a boarding facility or when we choose to set something up ourselves. But of course, we are human and we don't live in an ideal world. So we have to consider our own needs, wishes and possibilities as well. And this also means to be very honest about yourself of what you can provide in terms of um, financial possibilities, in terms of time, um, what kind of space you have available, what are your wishes for your horse, what kind of uh, horse do you want to have actually, what kind of horse person do you want to be, uh, what are you striving for to achieve with your horse, and how do you imagine spending your time with your horse? So if you want to work with your horse or you want to ride with your horse, uh, there are certain things that have to, you have to consider too. Are there possibilities for me to have an arena maybe or uh, nice um, outside trails or hacking if you want to do that? So you also have to uh, look at the situation from your own perspective so you don't end up being completely unhappy going there every day. But of course, the needs of the horse are the ones that are bigger and more important. And from there, we can make compromises in which we find a good common ground for the both of us. And of course, the boarding itself can be a very sensitive topic as well for facility owners as for the horse owners. So it's all easier said than done. I totally can uh, say the two from my experiences. So... Um, I'm actually moving Soleado today and I'm recording this part before the move and I will record another part after the move so we can talk a little bit about this as well. So the most important factors I am looking for into boarding facilities um, that I don't want to make compromises in are the 24-7 access to dry hay. And I really want dry hay, so not hay that has been plastic wrapped before because uh, the, the process that happens inside the hay when it's plastic wrapped, so um, airtight sealed, um, is something that changes the structure of the hay. And I don't want that for my horses. There have been some recent studies and sources that confirm that this is not the best hay for horses, it's made actually for cows and is not the best suited hay for horses. Unfortunately, it's very common in the Netherlands uh, and it's kind of hard to find um, farmers or boarding facilities that offer these real dry hay. Then I want, of course, access um, to an area that is big enough to roam freely. Um, that means during the day anyway, they sh should be outside and whatever outside means to you but uh, a space where they can really move and uh, walk a few meters at least and have access to water sources, hay sources, and can walk in between them. And even if they go inside at night, I want an area where they don't just can turn. So it must be a box that is at least four meters by four meters. The best, of course, is to keep the horses in a paddock or in a paddock paradise, so in a track system outside 24-7. But this is really an ideal, and I understand that this is not doable for everyone, especially for people in very dense populated countries <laughs> like I am. 
Um, the other part is, of course, 24-7 access to other horses. So even if they go inside at night, I want my horse to can uh, see, hear, smell and touch other horses through the gates. Um, but of course, the best thing is to stay outside with the whole group. So there's always um, the possibility for social interaction. And there's a point that uh, a lot of people maybe look over, and this is to have a dry, safe spot to lay down. A lot of horses are sleep deprivated in paddock paradise systems because there was not enough thought of to, to guarantee a place where they can lay down. So horses want to lay down in a spot that is dry and soft and safe. So what they need is um, safe from wind or um, rain and of course, feel safe in inside the group with other horses because the other horses um, determine if a horse feels safe enough. Yeah? They herd animals and they need this uh, safety system in place. One compromise in this is to have the horse at night in a stall because most horses feel safe enough if they're in a box and they can see and smell and hear the other horses. So most horses will lay down when they're inside the box. But of course, the night should not be longer than eight hours. And this is something uh, also depending on the boarding facility. When do they put the horses outside and when do they get them inside again? And especially in the winter, this can be a problem since it's getting dark so early. So I will be moving Soleado uh, to a new facility where they can offer all of these. So this was the main reason. And also because of my personal possibilities and preferences, the new place is a little bit closer to my home, so I can spend less time on the road and have more time for Soleado. And also, you know, as a mom and everything, it's um, it really is helpful for me to have the horse closer to my home. So this is what compromise we made. There may be some disadvantages to the new place as well. The whole moving process is also a topic for itself, I guess, but I want to cover it very briefly. So moving most of the time includes trailering, and this can be very stressful for a horse. So it's good to prepare your horse before that and to prepare them to really load the trailer um, in, a, in a calm and relaxed way. So put the time and effort into trailer training to get the horse accustomed to driving and not only using the trailer to leave the place where they're from. So a lot of times horses make this association because they only get trailer when they move to a new place and then they um, recognize the trailer as something negative because they left their herd members, of course, their friends. And this is always an unpleasant, uncomfortable um, event for horses. So a lot of times we don't pay a lot of attention to this, but um, horses are really bound to her through the herd, of course, and they make friends the same as, as we do, as dogs do. So it is kind of painful um, event for them to leave the herd. Unfortunately, it cannot be prevented in our situations because we have boarding facilities and not everybody can keep their own herd at home. <laughs> um, but yeah, to have the trail experience not that negative, it helps um, for the horses, the whole moving process. Um, also, I would recommend to really keep a close eye on the guts because trailering is stressful. For Soleado, I already have him on um, uh, gut medicine because we recently found gastric ulcers and he's been treated for this uh, anyway. So I will continue this treatment. 
And for Soliado this time, I made the decision to not trailer him. So I will walk him to the new place, which is um, a walk of around two hours. So it's doable. And we trained for this uh, up front. So I walked a lot with him the last couple of weeks. So he has the stamina for it. And I know we can face it um, no matter what we encounter on the way. I know he will do it. He will follow me and we will uh, get there safely. And I hope that this will also give his uh, mind an advantage of processing the whole event of moving so he will not be ripped out of the herd and then put into a new one, but gradually have this journey of leaving and then uh, arriving somewhere else where he will be greeted by, of course, another horse. I hope this whole process will be uh, not that stressful on him. And after the moving, of course, I will give him some time to settle in before we pick up any training, um, except of what we already do, because, you know, I'm training with a lot of positive reinforcement and very softly. So if I will continue to ask what we already trained, um, he will feel safe and secure with me, but I won't ask anything new. So I won't pick up riding anytime soon anyways. Um, and give him the time to settle in. I would say if you know the horse, you were moving and not buy a new horse, you can give him two to three weeks to really settle in and then pick up your regular training again. You will see that he will find his place very quickly. With the new horses can be very different. So when I bought Soleado and brought him to the place we are leaving today, um, he needed like almost three months to settle in so this was a little bit longer but also because he comes uh, from Spain and he has some traumatic experiences in the past and he was moving a lot um, I just gave him more time um, anyways and I did not train him we just spent time together and he had a really great start at the facility uh, we were boarding then I'm very thankful for that as well because it was a great herd, it was a really nice members, um, and they welcomed Soleado, and he had some friends, and he displayed very good social skills, and he settled in very nicely. For my patrons, I will upload this episode in a video format, and I will also include videos from our uh, moving, from, from the walking, and from the old facility and the new facility, everything that I think is important, and that I managed to film <laughs> with a horse on my hand, um, and I will put that in a nice video and put it up on Patreon. So if you want to watch this episode, you can go and subscribe to my Patreon. There's already a lot of content up there. If you want to join now, you will have a lot of content to watch already. And I'll be very happy and grateful if you want to support me. And then we go to the next part of this episode, which will be after the moving. Music.